Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. They fall this afternoon to the San Antonio Spurs 119-111 in the bubble in Orlando. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson with you. And Gordo, I don't think uh, any of us were thinking the Jazz would get a win. What we were looking for today was how these uh, players who were fighting for a little bit of an opportunity to get into the rotation to be a, a contributor on a playoff team. And we saw them get a lot of opportunity tonight. Yeah, I, I split it into two different categories. One was looking at the players who are a part of the rotation off the bench who really need to uh, get some confidence and get their stuff together. And then the other group are the guys who are trying to position themselves for maybe future roles with the Jazz. And I found both of those uh, pursuits quite interesting. Yeah, there were a lot of interesting things. And I, I thought... I thought they played hard. They played like guys who were looking for an opportunity. I mean, this game was, I don't know if you want to say close, because I, I guess it wasn't, but it was it was right there in that anywhere from 6 to 10 to 12 range for most of the game, including right up to the end when they got it uh, within 7. And the Spurs had to play their guys toward the end. I mean, DeMar DeRozan still had to play 30 minutes. Uh, DeJounte Murray played 32. I mean, San Antonio had to 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 try to win this game because uh, guys play. I mean, Jordan Clarkson didn't play as much in the second half, but he obviously had that big first half, 24 total points. But Moutier uh, got better in the second half. Gordon, he had 14. Oni, who uh, uh, they're excited about, he had 14. I thought he played some good defense uh, as well. And Tony Bradley, especially at the beginning of that third quarter, was was just a monster. 15.709 shooting three or excuse me, 11 rebounds, three block shots. So, And the Jazz shot 41.8% from the field. Not bad. Exactly right. And the, the guys who are part of the rotation that need to get their stuff together a little bit, George Niang still hasn't gotten it yet. Uh, but we, as we talked about earlier with Joe Ingles playing so well and Clarkson being aggressive and being effective and Bradley coming on, uh, the other guys, you can see the reasons that the Jazz liked them. You can see little bits and pieces with each of these guys. You think, hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Can they complete themselves? I heard you talking with Locke about Brantley. Uh, can he Can he gain savvy on defense? Because the effort is certainly there, and he's a physical specimen. Really interesting prospect, I think. Uh, can he can he smooth his shooting? Can he help at the offensive end? Just little things like that. Like you said, Mione, uh that kid's an athlete. Yeah. That kid's fun to watch. So, I mean, yeah, I can see why jazz fans, if there were some jazz fans that were turned off by the fact that so many of the four or the five starters weren't playing, they missed out because this is a little glimpse of what uh, – I don't know how many of these guys are really going to become big parts of what the Jazz want to get accomplished, but some of them will. All right, let's go back to Orlando. Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. All right, let's get started here. Um, first question will be from Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Hey, Coach. Well, this was a good opportunity for your young guys, and they put up a nice fight there. What did you see from their minutes today? Well, they just competed, and that's kind of our expectation for our whole group and um, whoever's on the floor. Uh, that's what they expect of each other. Uh, I thought Mie, uh, at the beginning of the game, his defensive effort, his presence, and Jarrell as well, those two guys on the defensive end really set a tone, and, and we weren't defending real well early. And uh, I thought once we, we dug in on that a little bit, 
we were much better. And those two guys had, had a lot to do with it. We're, you know, to come into the game and have the willingness to get out and compete on defense and let the game come to you, um, that's a formula for opportunity. And those two guys got it and they made the most of it. Okay, next question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, often when you see these young guys, it's in, you know, little spurts or at the end of a game in garbage time. And so how much better is it for evaluation when you actually get to see them go through an entire game and kind of get into a flow? Well, you know, we've been evaluating them for, for a while. And, and um, that's why they're on our roster. Uh, that's why we're, we're working with them. That's why they're competing. Um, there, there really isn't such thing as garbage time. I think, you know, for a player, every minute that you're on the court, you know, every opportunity you get, um, you know, oftentimes to be able to come into the game for two or three minutes um, and come out and try to make an impact in the game any way you can and not feel like you have to get into your quote unquote flow. Um, that's true for, you know, some of your starters um, that may have an opportunity to play, you know, more minutes, but oftentimes two or three minutes is all you get. And to be able to compete in that time, and even if that's two or three minutes at the end of the game, to not only compete and defend, um, but to play the right way. And I think that's what we saw from those guys tonight. Next question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. So you mentioned this morning that you were eager to see how the defense looked today. Um, San Antonio shoots almost 70% in the first quarter, but then it seemed like you guys kind of uh, improved from there. What were your thoughts in terms of how the defense looked as the game went along? Well, I think, you know, there was a reason they shot such a high percentage. I didn't think we were doing a very good job getting back in transition and really didn't give ourselves a chance to defend in the half court. Um, as the game progressed, we did a better job getting back. Um, and I think guys settled in a little bit. Um, and made things harder. Okay, uh, and we have one last question. It's from Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Uh, anything quickly on Juwan Morgan and what happened at the end of the game? Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought there was a foul. A um, couple plays, or the previous play, and it wasn't called, and um, it's unfortunate. You know, it, you know, those things aren't necessarily correlated, but anytime you get a player, a guy like that, that's worked his way into the rotation, you know, it's really improved um, to see him take an injury like that is, you know, it, it, it's, it hurts and it hurts most of all for him because he's worked so hard and, you know, we're keeping our fingers crossed and praying that he's going to be all right. But right now we don't know. Okay. Thanks coach. We're done here. All right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. And uh, with that, we will say good uh, good afternoon, good night uh, to our network stations as the Jazz uh, lose to San Antonio in the bubble 119 to 111. Up ne- uh, next game will be coming up tomorrow in the afternoon. Tip-off will be at 1.30. And, of course, you'll hear it all here on the Jazz Radio Network. For those of you sticking around with us, postgame continues on right here on the Jazz Radio Network. 
This has been Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Utah Jazz Basketball is brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller Lexus and Murray. And Lexus of Linden. By Zions Bank. For a noteworthy approach to banking, Zions Bank is for you. And by your Utah Toyota dealers. For all the latest jazz interviews, insights, and breaking news, go to 1280thezone.com and utahjazz.com. Ow! This is Utah Jazz Basketball on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz Basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at MarkMillerSubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott Gordon Monson with you. The Jazz fall to the San Antonio Spurs 119 111. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Uh, just to go over the uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company, Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Gordon, we've mentioned a couple of these, but the Jazz shot 41.8% from the field, 43.2% from three. They were led by Jordan Clarkson, who had 24 points on eight of 18 shooting. Tony Bradley with 15 points. Mie Oni had 14 points getting the start today. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier with 14 points. Joe Ingles had 12 in only 17 minutes. He did not get in in the second half. But, uh, Gordon, your overall thoughts on what we saw this afternoon? Well, it's interesting you mentioned Joe. Joe was in there to guide the ship early, and when he played the way he did, then he took a seat, and that was the way it was because that's what this game was really all about. And same thing with Clarkson. Uh, so, yeah, it was about looking at the other guys and, and giving your main guys some, some time off, considering they have to play the Nuggets tomorrow. So, yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought it was kind of fun to see some of these guys play, like Mia Oni and uh, Jarrell Brantley. Uh, it's, you can see potential in the guys. And you can see that with some hard work and some growth, they might be able to contribute to the Jazz if not sooner, later, and uh, as Quinn Snyder said in the uh, in the post game, that uh, they've been they've been keeping their eyes on these guys all along and uh, charting their progress. He said, "There's no such thing as garbage time, Jake. I've played basketball with you. I know there is such a thing as yeah. garbage time." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the, the one thing about this game is it didn't feel like a summer league game. You know, it felt like a real basketball game. There were a few moments in the second half when it got a little sloppy and it seemed uh, a little bit out of hand a little bit. But for the most part, I think uh, what Quinn was getting at, that these younger players went out there and competed hard. I, I, I got the sense of that. I thought the care factor was extremely high. Well, I absolutely did too, and and again, this maybe this post game is going to be focused on defense. But um, Demar Derozan in 30 minutes was four of ten from the field. He only had 13 points. He did have five assists, one rebound, and a couple of steals. And maybe he wasn't uh, going 100 percent all the time. But you saw Mieoni and Jarrell Brantley put in some really solid minutes defensively. 
on DeRozan. And that that is what's going to get them into the rotation with the with the Jazz. A big problem with the bench unit thus far in the bubble, and we saw some of this in the regular season, was the defense was was so non-resistant that the other team would just score at will when the when the bench unit was out there. It, you know, we we've seen Royce O'Neal go up against the other team's best player and outside of Royce they've had a tough time finding matchups, but if you can if you can get in there, guard one of the team's best players or one of the best players on the bench unit and and really do some good, that's going to get you into the rotation because right now the rotation is short. They need players and they need players to get out there and play defense. And that's a great point about the energy at the defensive end. Because they, yeah, you're right. They knew that they need that. It's not as though the Jazz are filled with stoppers. They're not. So if these guys are smart, they'll key on that, and that that might be their way into uh, opportunity. The Spurs shot over fifty percent. Was a fifty point six percent, and they shot really well early on in the game. But as time went on, I thought the Jazz's resistance was a little better. And there were times. Did you notice this? There were times when. Some of the Jazz reserves were playing pretty good defense, and yet the Spurs scored anyway. And on some of those shots, it was like, okay, that defender did just about everything he could to stop that shot and uh, and was unsuccessful in doing so, but the defense wasn't bad. Yeah, sometimes the other team's good, no doubt about it. <laughs> well, the, the two guys that really hurt the Jazz were Pirtle and White. I mean, those guys carved them up pretty good. Let's take a check out uh, your points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. On that note, Gordon, the Jazz got hammered in the paint tonight, 64-36. to But that's not really a surprise. Those guys for the Spurs played well, uh, like you said. Um, and also, in a game you don't have Rudy Gobert or Donovan Mitchell, I mean, those guys are, are and Mike Conley for that matter, those guys are the ones getting to the rim and getting into the paint. So probably not a big surprise. They didn't have a good night there. I do have some concerns, though, about Bradley's defense. I he He's coming along. He's making progress. And he did have some nice moments at the defensive end. But I think progress needs to happen there in a hurry. In fact, if you could pick any one player who the Jazz would really need to step up a little bit, as fast as possible, that'd be the guy that I would circle because Rudy can't play the whole game. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he plays a critical role. I mean, he's the team's new Derek Favors. But I I thought I thought Tony Bradley was awesome tonight. Today wasn't the day I don't think I'm going to complain about Tony Bradley. He was plus 10. Yeah. I, I mean, and I said that earlier. I mean, but there but there is some some room for improvement for him, I think, to control the pain a little better. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll get you sound from Orlando. Coming up next, stay tuned. The Jazz follow the Spurs 119-111 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Your final, the Spurs beat the Jazz 119 111. Jake Scott Gordon Monson with you. Let's get to the assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships is donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you, Gordon. Uh, the Jazz had 25 team assists tonight, which is a really good number. Uh, they were led by Emmanuel Moutier, who had five. Uh, let's see here. Jordan Clarkson actually had four assists, but the rest kind of spread out. But I thought the ball movement was good. Yeah, when you talk about Moutier, it's remarkable how he 
I don't know how he does it, but he'll have the ball in front of him as he just as he's finishing his drive into the lane, and then you, what are you going to do with the ball? I mean, where's it going to go? And he finds a way to sort of force it through into his intended target. It's that's pretty impressive. And as you said, five completions today. So, uh, shout out to Amanda Smith who did stats. He's one. Of, she's one of our uh, broadcast assistants. Uh, Gordon, you know Amanda well. Uh, she put out uh, some firsts. You ready for these? Yeah. Mie Oni career high, fourteen points. Jarrell Brantley first career NBA points, career high eight points. Justin Wright Foreman first career NBA points, career high eight points. Uh, Jawan Morgan tied career high for points uh, for the fifth time with four. And Tony Bradley tied career high in points with 15 and blocks with three. A lot of firsts, a lot of, a lot of career highs. Yeah, some breakthroughs. And certainly you mentioned Juwan Morgan. Man, I hope that knee is okay. You know? That was hard to watch. Uh, yeah, anytime the, you see a player, something like that happen, you just go, oh, man, please let there be some sort of good fortune involved there. Uh, but uh, So we'll hope the best for him. No doubt, because especially here where he's getting his NBA. I mean, can you imagine? Not this is this is his first NBA game, but what an opportunity, right? right? I mean, and and you've scraped and clawed, and you're one of those borderline guys, and you're trying to live the dream. And here, Coach Snyder hands uh, the young part of the roster an opportunity to really go show what they're made of, and he played well. You know, he was playing well out there, and to have that happen is just heartbreaking. Absolutely. So let me ask you an unfair question. Okay, you got a good look at all these youngsters, uh, these guys who are trying to improve and force their way into a role with the Utah Jazz. If I had to limit it, limit you to picking one of them based on what you saw today, and and I'm going to remove Tony Bradley from that because he's already involved. Of the others, who do you pick? Because some guys played well. I mean, they the, did. They, there there were some guys that played well. I mean, this this is a, a difficult discussion for a good reason, uh, obviously. Um, I'm probably going to say Mie Oni. Um, I thought he showed some versatility. I think he can guard several different positions. I like that he had seven rebounds. Yes. You know, that, that shows some toughness. Um, I don't know what pos- position you would classify Mie at, but you remember Jerry Sloan, Gordon, used to love guards that could rebound. Loved oh, guards that I, could rebound. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember having a conversation with him, and it went on for 15 minutes, him talking about that very thing. And it was just me and him, and as I'm talking to him, he he used to talk about the championships that were won by teams that had a rebounding guard, you know, and how important that is, and yeah, it is. So, so I think there's seen... there's my answer. By the way, I, I think I'm going to go Mie Oni, but I mean, let's talk to Rel Brantley. We can talk about Morgan. I mean, even Rajon Tucker did a couple of nice things out there. So I, but I I think to answer your impossible question, mine would be Oni. What would uh, would you agree? I would go with either Oni or or Brantley. Or Brantley. The, those two are the two that are most intriguing. But this is based off of very little evidence. And, and uh, Quinn Snyder obviously has seen these guys in, in all kinds of different situations. 
And uh, so it, it may not be completely accurate, but those two are intriguing to me. Yeah. And a big part of it is their athleticism. The Jazz can stand more athleticism, especially at the defensive end. And versatility. Let me just throw that yeah. in there, too. You, mm-hmm. If you can guard a bunch of positions, you're, you're going to be more valuable. Gordon, let's take a look at uh, the Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Flight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood neighborhood house. Uh, today's Master of the Glass is Tony Bradley. 11 rebounds. He had two offensive rebounds, but some other strong rebounding performances. Gordon George Niang had eight. We mentioned Amie Oni, who had uh, seven. Uh, Juwan Morgan had five coming off the bench. Uh, Jarrell Brandley had six coming off the bench. So really a uh, total, the Jazz had 49 rebounds and actually out-rebounded the Spurs by two, 49 to 47. A pretty strong night on the boards, actually. Yeah, I agree. And you, you mentioned Niang there, and we talked about how he has been suffering as far as his accuracy goes. But I'm always impressed with a guy who, if things aren't going well for him necessarily offensively, and in his particular case, shooting the ball. That rebound and stuff to be able to contribute to your team that way is pretty a pretty big deal. All right, Gordon, let's throw things back to Orlando. Jordan Clarkson is addressing the media. All right, we'll get started then with uh, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Jordan, we got a chance to see a lot of the younger guys play extended minutes today. Uh, who stood out from, for you in that group today? Uh, all of them really, you know, they're, they're all really, you know, working and grinding, been to the gym a lot, practicing, uh, playing. You know, Mia did a good job catching everything in the flow. Uh, a lot of catch and shoot opportunities for them. Uh, it was just good experience for all those guys uh, just to get out there and uh, get in the flow of the NBA game. Next is Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. You, you know, now spending some time in the bubble, you know, it seems like you're – you're really finding that comfort zone. Uh, what has been the difference the last two games for you personally? Um, you know, like you said, just trying to find a comfort level. Uh, you know, we've been off for a little while. Uh, just coming in here, getting the feel for all the games, the environment, uh, you know, new rotations, uh, everything. So. Uh, for me, it's just you know trying to fill it out right now. Uh, I feel like this, that's what these eight games are, are really about: us uh, finding ourselves uh, and finding ourselves during this time. Uh, we still continue to do all the absolutes that we rebound, get back in transition, stuff like that. But we harp on offensively, but other than that, I think we all just trying to find a flow uh, and a rhythm out here. This is uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey Jordan, just uh, wondering what it's like and what your what your mindset is like uh, in a game like this where four starters are out and it's on you to kind of take on so much more offensive responsibility than you normally would. Uh, definitely was uh, trying to be you know, a little bit more aggressive, uh, you know, make plays for my teammates and stuff like that. Uh, at one point, I felt like I was playing a little too fast, being a little bit too aggressive. You know, coach pulled me to the side. And, you know, just told me to trust everybody and trust the plays and, you know, let the ball make it happen. So that's what I did. And, you know, everybody, you know, we shared it. And I think how much we scored in that one, one level, one right? So uh, we had the ball moving. Uh, we had a great opportunity to uh, finish it out with the young guys as well. 
Uh, Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Jordan, you talked about kind of finding yourself, finding yourselves as a team. Um, how does a game like this with so many guys resting or sitting out kind of help you do that? Uh, I mean, it just makes everybody uh, pick their game up as well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we all uh, know we, what our roles are on this team, uh, what we got to do. We all just try to catch a flow, uh, catch a vibe while we out there. Jordan, last question from Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Jordan, there was one point where the camera panned over to you. I, it was at the end of a quarter, end of half uh, halftime, I think, where you kind of put your your arm around Quinn. You were talking to Quinn about something. Just what what's your relationship been like with Quinn? How has it developed with Quinn over the the couple months that you've been here with the team? Uh, it's been great. You know, a lot of open dialogue. Uh, not even about basketball. Uh, about a, a lot of stuff that's going on in the world. Uh, you know, just everything. You know, we sit down and talk. Us being in this uh, in this environment, in this bubble, uh, made made us a lot closer. Uh, especially my teammates. Just everybody. Uh, you know, I was kind of laid back, quiet. You know, didn't really get to know any of these guys uh, as much as I do now. Um, but during this time, we really came together. Uh, I mean, we, we ain't got nowhere else to be. You know, we, we, spend, we spend a lot of time with each other, have a lot of conversations, uh, have a lot of tough conversations, personal conversations, and everything, you know. So uh, just really bringing everybody closer. You know, my, my, uh, my relationship with coaches uh, becoming very open. And, uh, you know, we always exchange a dialogue, so it's becoming great. All right, that was Jordan Clarkson from the bubble in Orlando. Uh, Gordon, hey yeah. Was he being interviewed in a submarine at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean? Uh, you know, uh, Austin, Alex, and I were just talking about that. There's some uh, circumstances that allow for some background noise that uh, I don't know if we can do much about. But hopefully folks were able to at least get the gist of what Jordan was getting to right there. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure he's okay. Uh, he was 8 of 18, 24 points, 4 assists, 2 rebounds. I, th- I thought he was going to score 50 tonight, but he wasn't out there long enough to do it. <laughs> he didn't play as much there in the second half. I thought that was interesting what he said about when he had that conversation with Quinn early on when he was obviously trying to be very aggressive. And, uh, and Quinn wants him to do that, but he said, trust your teammates. I think I find that fascinating. And he said he did, and it made it, things go better for him. All right. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz followed to the Spurs, 119 to 111 in the bubble in Orlando. Gordon, we'll get final thoughts from you coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. The Jazz lose to San Antonio in the bubble in uh, in Orlando, one nineteen to one eleven. Jake Scott, Gordon Monson. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Gordon, let's take a look at the three point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than eighty years. Jazz from three tonight, pretty good. Third or sixteen to thirty seven. 43.2%. Joe Ingles was a red hot four of six 
from three. Jordan Clarkson was four of nine. Jarrell Brantley was two of four. Uh, Jawan Morgan, Tony Bradley, both one and one. How about Tony Bradley coming out and knocking down a three at the beginning of the of the second half, Gordon? But uh, I think Quinn Snyder would like to see those attempts a little bit more in a normal circumstance, but I'm sure he'll uh, be pleased with that number today. Yeah, that's a really important number because it's so important what the Jazz are going to want to get accomplished moving forward into the playoffs. And so that may be more important than even the final score today. You and I have talked about this. The the Jazz are now in sixth in the West. The Nuggets are third, and the Rockets and Thunder are between the two. They play the Nuggets tomorrow. What difference does it make? I mean, there is no easy route here, and uh, it, they're going to end up playing one of those teams. We just don't know which one and from which position, none of which really matters because there is no home crowd advantage. Yep. All right, Gordon, uh, let's get uh, some final thoughts with you before we uh, put this one in the books. It, it happened just about the way I figured it would. It might have been even a little better than I thought it would be with the Jazz utilizing so many of their young players. But they got the two things accomplished that they wanted. One, those four starters got a lot of rest, and Joe got rest after the beginning of the game. They, that's what primary thing they wanted, and then they wanted to get a look at some of these other guys. And they got a pretty good look, and I think they should be encouraged by what they saw. All right, your final from the bubble, the Spurs beat the Jazz 119-111. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Up next for the Utah Jazz, they take on the Denver Nuggets coming up tomorrow. Tip-off is going to be at 1.30. Pre-game coverage will begin at 12.30. And, of course, you'll hear all the action right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Uh, Gordon, thank you very much for your work today, my friend. I will uh, talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, by the way, night is day now. Game night is now game day, and that's the way it's going to be for a while. Yeah, no doubt. It's still weird to say. Uh, Your final 119 to 111 Jazz Fall to the San Antonio Spurs. Coming up next, the big show, Hanson Scotty filling in on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.